Peace and blessings be upon you. Welcome to the Ta'lif Podcast, a space where we aim to provide content and connect our spiritual hearts with community, love, service, and prophetic wisdom. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I pray that you are doing well. Alhamdulillah, it, was an, it is an honor and a privilege to join you again. Thank you so much. Uh, let's recite, inshallah, Surah Fatiha for our beloved Shaykh Samir Azayed, who is the founder of this text. Bismillah, Surah Fatiha. Amen, amen. Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, Rabbi, Israh, and Sadri, Yasserim, Amri, Ahlan, Ukdan, Thank you so much for joining us for the compendium of the prophetic narrative compiled by Sheikh Samira Azayed. It is, alhamdulillah, an honor and a privilege for us to be able, subhanAllah, to be a witness to this text and to be able, subhanAllah, to go through the narratives of the seerah, the, the seerah of the Prophet, وسلم, that give us such insight. So last week, alhamdulillah, uh, we were able to go over at least the first portion of some of Isra and Mi'raj, where we covered, subhanAllah, the journey of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam into uh, his, through this, from the night journey, subhanAllah, going from when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam leaves from Mecca, then he goes to Medina, from Medina to Masjid al-Aqsa, right? Uh, uh. And from Masjid al-Aqsa, uh, he, uh, for Masjid al-Aqsa, then he began, subhanAllah, as he goes from Bab al-Rahmah, he, he continues to ascend, right? From that moment, he ascends. And there's something that, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course, is preparing the Prophet, sallallahu for his future, right? Preparing also not just his personal future, but the future of his ummah, right? It's where the beloved Messenger of Allah gets the title Imam al-Mursaleen, where he becomes the Imam, subhanAllah, of the messengers. As we mentioned last week, he was able to lead them in salah, subhanAllah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Muna al-Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And so, and then from being Imam al-Mursaleen, he continues to ascend. Allah, he continues to ascend. And in this ascension, uh, he begins to meet different anbiya along the way. Not only does he meet different anbiya, last week we talked about him meeting Adam alayhi salam and the Prophet Idris. And so each one of the prophets that he meets, there are, of course, very specific lessons. There are things that we begin to, subhanAllah, understand uh, that, that get into some of the uh, in-depth portions of our deen. There are some aspects of the Isra and Mi'raj that are very, um, that are just some of the, the first aspects of submission. We talked about that, like in terms of the aspect of, uh, the aspect of believing in the unseen. Right. And then the greater understanding of submission, right, the greater understanding of what it means, subhanAllah, to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based upon uh, not just our experience, right, that it's belief that's based upon what, how Allah is elevating, right? So this becomes a, a different type of knowledge, a different type of submission, not just a physical submission, but a mental as well as a spiritual submission, right? Taking one away 
from nafsul and taking one away from the lower nafs, right? Taking one away from the lower nafs to at least then through the stages of even going, uh, even take taking allowing belief and iman to to guide the mindset, to guide uh, the global mindset, and then above that into some of the higher levels and depths of spirituality. Subhanallah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Mona Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So in looking um, at this, we began to look at, subhanallah, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad, that then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking us through, when we look at the different NBA, each one of them has a specific lesson. Right, we talked about Prophet Ibrahim and this understanding of Qadr because he's sitting in the garden of all of these children who've been lost by their parents in the dunya. Something happened and they passed away early as children before the age of puberty. And so understanding that this divine decree, this is also the unseen, but also the understanding that this dunya is not the end of the matter, right? This dunya is not the seal of the matter. And so subhanAllah, this is, um, this is something that's so key and begins to, to guide and heal our hearts um, and, and causes a deep level of, of passing over our whole life to Allah Azawajal. Then when he would meet Prophet Idris, Prophet Idris, the lessons of him, subhanAllah, are about spiritual man, right? How, when we think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given specific numbers to things. Like in the case of Prophet Idris, we begin to learn, of course, some of the, um, we begin to learn some of the mathematics. Prophet Idris was one of textiles in business. He was the one, he was the first to turn uh, plants into fabrics and, and bre in, uh, you know, from fabrics to, to make textiles. I think that's what I want to say. From plants to fibers, from fibers to like yarn. That's what it is. Um, and then yarn when it becomes the string I think it's like that so that one would be able to sew and so there are different aspects subhanallah um, that from prophet Idris there's a there's another aspect like what each prophet brings to the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that he wasn't the only prophet and messenger, but he came to complete. And so, and even as a Muslim, there's each one of these NBA we believe in, right? And in believing in them, they also teach us something. And so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be with them in the, in, the, in the realm of dunya, meaning when they come to Isra and Mi'raq, when they're in Jerusalem and he leads them in Salah, but now he's seeing them on the higher levels, meaning that there's one aspect of our deen when it comes to, we would say, uh, that things that are lateral, right? My understanding of things in this, in this world, my things that I'm, I must submit to, my, my most physical actions, right? How Islamic governance, Islamic banking, Islamic finance, Right? How do we how do we manage aspects of being Khalifa, meaning on the earthly plane, but then there becomes the horizontal. Uh, sorry, the horizontal and then the vertical. Right. So now the Prophet them in this ascension is teaching us about some of the deeper aspects of our belief that are required for our spiritual ascension. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Muhammad wa alihi wa sallam. 
And so uh, in, in addition to, we talked about not only is he meeting NBA, is he meeting prophets, he's also meeting those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored with a high maqam, right? And so it, it's interesting uh, how, the, how in these cases, we begin to hear these stories, as I mentioned last week, about the uh, the one who was combed the hair of the daughter of Pharaoh, who be, who was the uh, the friend of Queen Asiya, and what faith they both shared, and how Subhanallah, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi becomes privy to their story. Another thing is that the beloved Messenger of Allah, he said out to Islam, is shown aspects of hellfire. And so one might uh, say, well, why would the Prophet in this moment of ascension, this moment of joy, be shown aspects of hellfire? Why would this be something that is exposed to him in, in this? Because subhanAllah, as we also understand part of Allah's rahmah, part of his mercy is also him, him being an adal, him being the just. And subhanAllah, even in our acceptance, even in the higher aspects of our spirituality, even in the development of our taqwa, there is, there is no dismissal of Allah's justice, but even subhanAllah, beyond Allah's justice, that there is the, the wrath of Allah as a bajan is something we don't just say we believe in the love and the mercy and that's it, but subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in that mizan, Absolutely Allah's mercy. But even Allah's mercy, uh, of course, meaning if someone has been wronged and there is there needs to be a rectification of that wrong, right? That part of some showing mercy to the oppressed and showing love to the oppressed or the one who has been wronged, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must bring about uh, the rectification of affairs. There must be divine justice. And so subhanAllah in this, um, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving us asma and husna and giving us the 99 names of Allah, he, this is al-Latif, right? He is al-Latif, but he is also, subhanAllah, oh, excuse me, he is also al-Muqib. He is also, he is the one who is the the one who raises Allah subhanAllah, subhanAllah, rabbi al-Ala, but also he is the one who, uh, who is al-Dhaq, that those who are uh, subhanAllah against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, on that day, they will see, be shown the true actions of themselves. They will be shown uh, the true results of themselves, subhanAllah. I want to make a slight adjustment. Uh, just hold on one moment. And so with that, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, give, continues to give, to give us lessons and, and insights. Um, through this, subhanAllah, going from, uh, going from all that he experiences. And so in the next section, um, the Prophet وسلم, is shown aspects of Jannah. And this, subhanAllah, becomes something uh, amazing when the Prophet وسلم, shows aspects of Jannah. And so when the Prophet وسلم, uh, is, is shown some of these aspects of Jannah, Jibra'il, of course, he's, he's always pleased, right? He's always pleased um, to show the Prophet وسلم, these, these, this 
huge comparison. And so one, I want to, I want to give, uh, one thing I want to give is that this, this huge, um, vast difference between what we see of Nar and then what is explained of Jannah. So I'll give, I'll read one from it, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Anas bin Manik, narrates that the Prophet said, When my Lord caused me to ascend, may he be glorified. I passed by people who had fingernails of copper, with which they scratched their face and chest. So I said, Who are they? He said, They are the consumers of flesh, of the flesh of people, meaning they were guilty of backbiting, and they marred people's chastity and honor. Ibn Abbas said that the Prophet looked upon hellfire and saw within it those who were carcasses. So he said, who are they, Ya Jibra'il? He said, they are those who the flesh of people. And he saw a man red and blue with coiled, unkempt hair. He said, who is that, Ya Jibra'il? He said, that is the one who crippled the camel of the people of And so the Prophet is, is going through, subhanAllah, these different, um, is going through, subhanAllah, these different aspects of people. And so going again from, uh, going again for how the Prophet will cover one more. Um, we're in these lessons, we're getting these, you know, these insights. And he saw trays upon which was wholesome sliced meat. Yet none came near another trays upon which was putrid spo spoiled meat from which people were eating. So he said, Ya Jabrayu, who are they? He said, These they are those of your Ummah who put aside that which was lawful, chose that which was forbidden. And so in all of these things, with the Prophet is shown the aspects of how but particularly what are the qualities of people who will be in it. This, subhanAllah, nothing, uh, of course, hurts the Prophet وسلم, more than not only seeing the, the qualities, but being able to be a witness for what is the manifestation of that. Like we, we think it in, in this world where in our realm of physicality, we understand things just upon what we see. But if we can imagine in the unseen realm and for the realm that is to come as the Prophet وسلم, is this collapse, this collapse of time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, 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 is not only um, giving the miracle of removing of veils for the Prophet وسلم, but this removal of time, right? The Prophet وسلم, is going into the past and then into the future with such ease. This is part of the miracle. But in that, the Prophet وسلم, is a witness to um, the manifestation of the seed of something planted in the dunya, how it becomes a tree or what is the, the fruit that it bears in the akhirah. So if we are to look at our actions and our deeds as something that um, like basically what, we, what we're reaping here is what we will sow later. So when he's giving this, this, these descriptions, what he's saying is that this is the reality of it, that on the surface is just backbiting or gossip or all of that. But the way, subhanAllah, it's going to become uh, manifest in the akhirah, in the, the way it's going to, to manifest itself is something that, subhanAllah, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Muhammad, 
is is that it will it will show its true it will show its true self whether it be its raw ugliness or whether it be its its raw beauty and so uh, this is one of the contrasts and then alhamdulillah the prophet وسلم, is then shown uh, aspects of jannah and then he's shown aspects of Jannah. And so one of the first things, alhamdulillah, that he sees is the river of Kothar. When the Prophet وسلم, is shown the river of Kothar, I want to read one of the narrations. He said, I came to a river whose banks were domes of hollowed pearls. And another narration said, it was upon it was a castle of pearl and emeralds. I said, what is this, Shah Jibrail? He said, it is a kawthar that Allah has set aside for you. And so in this moment, when we go through that, how what the Prophet experienced with the loss of his own children, the loss of both of his sons dying in infancy, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has replaced it with the river of kawthar. It was narrated on the authority of Anas bin Malik I heard the Messenger of Allah being asked, O Messenger of Allah, what is the kawthar that Allah has given you? He said, a river as between Sana and Ayla and Lin. Its goblets are the number of the stars in heaven. It is visited by birds with neck as long and then as the necks of camels. Umar ibn Khattab commented, verily they are pampered birds. He, he answered, those who feed upon them are more pampered. It is narrated that the Prophet said the first of the people to come to it are the poor of Muhajirin with unkempt hair and stained clothes, they, those who are not able to marry wealthy women and, and for whom doors are not thrown open. SubhanAllah. And so in this, uh, when they go to the river of Kothar, there is a rejuvenation. There is a there is a purification that happens, right? That removes some of those the stain of certain sins in the dunya, subhanallah, and they are transformed uh, as a result of going through al kawthar, either being bathed in it or for those who drink, who, who are blessed to drink from al kawthar, will never be thirsty again, right? Subhanallah, and for it to extend. Uh, it continues for the Prophet Sallallahu beyond these skies, but he's able, subhanAllah, to enter into, uh, into from the skies to the heavens. And this is something that uh, is, it becomes even more sweet in this journey of the Prophet Sallallahu But let's get uh, to, the, to the core, what happens beyond this. The Prophet Sallallahu goes in the fifth heaven, he begins to experience Sidra Mutaha. He begins to experience the low tree. And the low tree is this beautiful tree that is uh, beautiful in, in its like iridescence in its colors. And it has diamonds and uh, diamonds and um, rubies that are falling off of it. They're crystals and diamonds that are falling off of the tree, falling from its leaves. And they're golden butterflies that actually come to it, subhanAllah. And these golden butterflies fly away and come back, right? Uh, when the Prophet gets beyond the low tree, he continues like beyond what we understand any aspect of creation. And when he gets beyond, he, be, he turns to his right and his left, and he notices that his companion Jibra'il has left him. 
and feeling, of course, the, the, the seriousness of this moment, the, the magnitude of it. He goes back to Jibrayan alayhi salam and says, Yeah, Jibrayan, is this the way you would treat a friend? And Jibrayan alayhi salam says, Ya Allah, this is maqam and mahfouz where you are sending, only you can go. This is a station only for you, Ya Rasulullah. And so the Prophet, he said, and the Jibrayan says, if I were to continue with you, I would come back a sparrow. And so Jibrayan is as large as the horizon in over 700 wings. But he says, if I were to ascend, if I were attempt to ascend, Allah would throw me back and I would become a small little sparrow, a small little bird. He said, Ya Rasulullah, this is just your station. This is just for you. And so the Prophet وسلم, ascends to Muqam al Mahmoud and he begins to have to be in the presence uh, as well as in the, the company of his Lord. And it says he's in the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal says, Salamu alayhi ya ayyuha nabi. That Allah sends salawats on the Prophet وسلم, directly. And as is mentioned, Inna Allah And so in this, this is, becomes that beginning conversation that happens uh, when Allah gives us, you know, this this kind of pieces, right, through the tashahud. And so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says salamu alayka ya ayyuhal nabi, sends salam to the Prophet وسلم, the Prophet in that moment remembers his ummah. And he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about like, as you're sending this salam on me and you have caused me to be the leader of this people, please, ya Allah, send your salam upon my ummah. Right? And the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds, wa ala alihi, right? That responds upon the family of the Prophet sallallahu and upon ibadullah, like upon the worshippers of Allah. Right, subhanAllah. And so this, even this, there's a huge greatness inside this moment that the Prophet would remember us inside of this, subhanAllah, inside of this Mubarak secret meeting that Allah Ta'ala would remember us. In that conversation, there are uh, three, three points that I want to just mention that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives us. The first one is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives us uh, the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah. But in these last ayats where it actually gives the details of the belief of the believer, as well as the dua, uh, of the, when, uh, when the Prophet وسلم, gives us the dua, لا يكلف الله النفس إلا وسعها, uh, that it says that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never um, charge a people with that which they, you know, that which they cannot handle. Right, and then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is actually teaching the Prophet وسلم, some direct du'as to say, right, uh, Subhanallah. And then, of course, the most beautiful aspect of Isra and Mi'raj is that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives the Ummah with what's considered the minor Isra and Mi'raj, the, the the minor moment of ascension, the opportunity of ascension, the opportunity of the approach to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala through the Salah. And so, subhanAllah, through the salah, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, this will be my conversation between me and your ummah. Right? This, is the, this is the opportunity for them to approach me. Right? For what I have given them, subhanAllah, in the salah, I have not given to any other ummah. And so, uh, so uh, he gives initially 50. 
when the Prophet is known, when he finishes this beloved conversation from which we only get a glimpse, he then uh, descends. As he's leaving, he come, he he basically meets Prophet Musa and he said, and Prophet Musa asked him, you, you're, I, I can see the light that, that is on you. SubhanAllah, what did he tell you? And so the Prophet uh, begins to tell him how his ummah was given 50 prayers. And Musa warns the Prophet and says, listen, I'm telling you, after all that I experienced with my ummah, go, go back and ask him to reduce it because it will be too difficult on your ummah, subhanAllah. And so the Prophet goes back to Allah, subhanAllah, goes back to Allah and Allah begins to reduce them by five, right? And some narrations by 10. But as they are reduced, Finally, when they get to, he keeps going back to Musa and Musa keeps saying, go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many of our scholars say that Prophet Musa was not only, um, you know, not only encouraging the Prophet sallallahu in terms of to assist his ummah, but Musa salam, kept asking because he, he was so attached and in love with even the nur that is on the face of Rasulullah sallallahu of course, being a reflection of the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he had just come from being in the, you know, when someone comes from Umrah, they come from Hajj and you get to be in their presence and to, and to hear about them. Or even when they sit in the presence of Shiyukh, there's a certain nur that you they have with them and you want to be, a, you want to be a part of that. There's a feeling that you get, subhanAllah. And this is something like on a much grander scale that Prophet Musa is experiencing with Rasulullah So as he goes and he says, come back to me, right? Go and talk to him and tell me what he said. Literally, that each time Musa is asking for the details of the conversation between Prophet Muhammad and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Musa is hearing this. He's like, I'm not able to have that conversation, even where you have gone, right? Um, even it's known that Prophet Musa, he, he weeps from this. He said, when, when the Prophet ascends past him, in this state, he weeps and he says, Allah, I didn't know that there would be anyone. I didn't know that there would be any of your cre creation that will go beyond me. Right? He says, but you have chosen him. Right? He, he, is, he is the prophet that you have chosen in a higher level. And so even Musa, subhanAllah, he's like, I, I have never been granted such a station, such a rank, such a conversation, such a meeting. So he wants to know, tell me more about what he said. All right, tell me more of that experience. Let it run. Oh, let it run over me. Subhanallah. And so finally, the prayers are reduced to five. And when they're reduced to five, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, but I shall give them reward of 10. All right, which is then they still the equivalent of 50. And when that he reaches five, Musa tells him, go back to your Lord. And he says, no, he feels too shy after that moment. He feels too shy to come back uh, and ask him to reduce it. Subhanallah. And then uh, after this comes the greatest miracle of the Prophet And it's not so, the, of course, this, this, the Isra and Mi'raj, because everything is contained inside of it. Every, so many aspects of our deen are packaged inside of Isra and Mi'raj, from the font of the Salah, the most basic, to the highest level of our belief in the angels, belief in the unseen, understanding Jannah with Jahannam, heaven and hellfire, how do you climb some of the spiritual ranks, like the women that he's able to witness, what are the sins that take someone even to the depths of the hellfire, like all of this 
one of the greatest beauties of this is that the Prophet وسلم, comes back to us, comes back to his ummah to tell us about it and to give us details about it. Right, to tell us the secrets of that moment. But even after having experienced the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right, after experiencing the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to then say, now let me do everything I can for this ummah so that they can be elevated to that station, to that rank, so that they also can have that experience. That the Prophet literally just takes all of the beauty of that and pours it into his ummah so that he can be a means of uplifting them. Ya Allah, we raise our hands to you, we glorify you, we praise you, we thank you so much, Ya Rabbi, for making us from amongst the Muslims. Thank you, Ya Rabbi, for including us in that moment of Isra and Miraj with the beloved Messenger of Allah, Ya Rabbi, give us a khushur, Ya Rabbi, and a concentration, a presence in our salah, Ya Rabbi, that which our souls are able to listen. Bless it to be a true means of preparation for our meeting with you. And when we meet you, Ya Rabbi, let it be in a state when we, when you're pleased with us, while you're pleased with us, while we enjoy the nadr of your rida, the gaze of your pleasure, Ya Allah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Muna al-Muhammad ala alihi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Thank you for tuning in. Please consider becoming a monthly sustainer by joining 1,000 Hearts of Ta'lif and committing to give $3 a day to keep this work coming to seekers, youth, and newcomers to Islam. Sign up today at www.ta'leefcollective.org forward slash donate. We hope you enjoyed the variety of sessions available and hope you benefit immensely. Allah bless you and Allah bless your loved ones.